Hi there, everyone. Welcome to HR to the Rescue podcast. And you know who I am. I am Valerie B, your host. And today's episode is called Extra Extra. Are you a drama king or a drama queen? Well, drama is a hot topic if you are in the workplace. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But let me first tell you what drama is. Usually when you hear about drama, you think about play, you think about um, a dramatic movie, you think about theater, you even think about opera. Well, in this episode, we are going to view drama from a different perspective. And that is the perspective of a person who overreacts or uh, grossly exaggerates something. And we're all very familiar with over-exaggerating things and overreacting to things that really don't need to be over-exaggerated, right? So we're going to delve a little bit into my book. And I have a book that I wrote a few years ago, actually about, actually about seven or eight years ago, called The Drama-Free Workplace. And this book was written with a group of employees. So this group, I initially wrote this book um, because I wanted to help people and employees to identify their drama triggers. What actually causes you to be dramatic? Think about that for a minute. What causes you to overreact? What causes you to exaggerate things? And then once I showed them the triggers, then I also wanted to show them how to rechannel their emotions. So I know that you are probably saying to me, well, you know what? I am not a drama king and I am not a drama queen. So, hey, let's find out. So what I like to do is I like you to take a very short assessment And this assessment is found in the back of my book, but it is called, How Dramatic Are You? And once you answer the questions, then you're going to be able to see just how dramatic you really are. And if you are dramatic, and it may give some of you an aha moment. Because remember that drama is what drama does. And so it may just be some time, you know, it may be time to just kind of rearrange some things and realize that. You know, when you overreact, you really are big drama. So get out your pen, get out your paper, and I want you to write down the answers to some questions that I'm going to ask you because this is an assessment that's in the back. And it's only nine questions. The questions are strictly yes or no answers. So it's going to be pretty simple, pretty quick, pretty fast. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of each of these And then that will kind of help you to answer the question. I mean, some of you may answer the question immediately, yes or no, because you know immediately, but others, you know, it may take you a little bit of time. So here we go. Number one, do you often complain about your workload? And all that's really saying is, do you complain about the amount of work that you have to do a lot of times? Do you complain that you have so much work to do that you can't really get it done? Do you complain that, you know what, you're in these unproductive meetings, they schedule your time in meetings like most of the day, and you don't even have time to do your own work? Do you complain about your work overload? Number two, do you gossip about your boss or your coworkers? How about a boss who gets on your nerves? How about a boss who doesn't treat you right? How about coworkers who sit on Facebook all day long or shop? Okay. Do you make excuses for 
substandard work. This is your substandard work. You normally give 110%, but on a particular project, you're like, I'm just so done. I've had enough with this project. I just can't give it any more of my time, any more of my energy. So when your boss sees the project, then you start making excuses. And you say, well, you know what? I really just didn't have time, yada, yada, yada. Do you make excuses? Number four, do you think that teams are just a waste of time? And I understand if you say yes here, because I mean, I was right there when I went through my master's program. Most of the classes that I took required us to be in teams. And I hated teams at that time, because when you were a part of a team, it seems like some people just slacked off intentionally because they knew that someone else was going to pick it up for them. So do you think teams are a waste of time? Number five, do you think things will be right if you do them yourself? Ooh-wee. I know a lot of people who would rather do things themselves. I mean, we do it to our children a lot of times. We do it to our family members and even our friends and say, you know what? Just forget it. I'll do it myself because we think that it's going to be done right if we do it ourselves. Number six, Are you critical of yourself and or other people? Number seven, do you think that your department will fail if you leave? So let's say that you are a person, let's say in payroll and you process payroll checks. That's what I did one time. And you feel like if you leave, oh, nobody else is going to be able to do payroll like me. They're just going to fall. People are not going to get paid, you know, really being dramatic about it. So do you think that your department will fail if you leave? Then number eight is, do you complain that you are underpaid and overworked? And that could be that, you know, you may be doing the job of two to three people, but you're only getting the pay of one person. That's what that question means. And are you holding a grudge against anyone in the workplace, whether it be your boss or a colleague? Are you holding a grudge? Are you holding on to something that someone did? And you're like, okay, that will never, ever happen again. I do not trust you. Don't, you know, don't even talk to me about this ever again. And then it comes up again and again. And each time it comes up, you get more and more aggravated. And you start back thinking about the very first thing they did. You're holding a grudge. So let's answer. Let's assess your answers. Okay. And these are going to come in three different ways, okay? So all you're going to do is once you have finished with this assessment, I want you to count up the number of yeses you have and count up the number of noes that you have. If you answer yes to one to three questions, then you're not considered a dramatic person. You may just need to assess your environment and assess yourself and eliminate, you know, some of those areas that may be frustrating to you that are causing you to be a complainer in those areas. If you answer yes to four to six of the questions, then you are definitely heading towards being dramatic. And you also are headed towards letting other people pull you into their drama Okay, don't let people pull you into their drama. So it's going to be important that you assess your drama and you make the necessary changes to avoid becoming that drama king or queen. And then if you answered yes 
to more than six of the questions. I'm sorry, you are a drama queen or a drama king. And it's going to be so important that you don't complain, that you don't create negativity because that's what it does. It creates negativity. It creates those grudges. It creates thoughts in your mind that that cause you to become dramatic. So stop be stop complaining and realize that you are able to empower yourself. You can empower yourself. You can get rid of those things that are in your environment that constantly cause you frustration, constantly cause you negativity. Well, how do I get rid of them? Well, if you leave that job, if you get a different position, if you go somewhere else, well, I can't do that right now. Well, then if you can't do that right now, then you're going to have to learn how to focus on those things that you are definitely able to control. Realize how much value that you have and stop complaining. If you can't control it, no need to complain about it. Focus on those things that you are able to control because I don't want you to miss out on some great opportunities that may come your way. And and then, you know, you're missing the opportunity because of negativity or complaining. Because when you let, let's say, for example, you go for a job interview at another company. And they ask you questions because what they do now in interviews is they ask you open-ended questions so that they can get a response from you, not just a yes or no, but they want you to explain. So they ask you to explain what you like most about your manager or what you don't like about your manager. If you go into telling them about how bad your manager is, you might as well forget that job. They're not going to give you that job. And that's just an example of a missed opportunity. You could miss out on an opportunity because you choose to focus on the negativity that is currently in your workplace. So no matter where you find yourself, it doesn't matter if you answer yes to one question or even yes to six questions. You know what? We all have room for improvement. And as a reformed drama queen, because yes, that's the reason I can talk about it. That's the reason why I wrote the book is because I am a reformed drama queen because I complained about everything I could in the workplace. But I could tell you that once I shifted my mindset and began to realize that I can control certain things in the workplace, specifically how I respond to them, that. I was going to empower myself. I was tired of waiting for people to empower me. So I empowered myself and I changed my mindset. I shifted my mindset. So that's why I can say I am a reformed drama queen. So I want to share something else with you in this episode that specifically causes drama in the workplace. And and the reason why I want to share it is because I know that so many people can relate to it. And this is a scenario because in my book, I wrote a couple of scenarios and my son wrote this particular scenario about have you ever been passed up for a job opportunity? So I wanted to share his scenario because, you know, it may be relatable, but this is kind of an example of how easily something can make you dramatic. So here's the scenario. It was my first job and I was ready for a team leader position. One Monday morning, I was called into my boss's office and I was a little bit nervous because, 
you know, I just knew this team leader position was going to be mine. As I walked and as I was talking to myself, I began saying, yeah, it's my time. I know I got it. I worked hard. And when I say hard, I mean really hard for it. I worked a lot of overtime. I neglected time that I could have been spending with my family. I was even on call 24-7. And whenever my job needed me, I was there. So I knew Hey, I know I'm going to get this job. I, I, I know I'm going to get this promotion. I am just waiting for the boss to just tell me it's all good. And then I can go stop and get a bottle of wine and go home and we can celebrate. But then when I get to the boss's office, he goes on and on about how great an employee I am and how much he appreciates me for working hard for the company. Blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I was just rehearsing in my Thank you speech. And I was blocking out everything that the boss had to say. Then he said those four words that I hate. I regret to inform you. Really, that's five words. We decided to give the position to somebody else. Man, rewind. Did I really hear that right? Is he kidding? Is he really kidding? Everything I did and I knew I was the top person for this position, this promotion. What? And I'm not going to get it? No. No. Then it happened. I reached over the desk. I grabbed him around his neck and I began to choke him. And I said to him, you know what? You can take this job and shove it where the sun don't shine because today I quit. How about that? Well, at least that's what he did in his head. He really didn't do that. But see how drama has a way of getting to a person over something as simple as being denied a job promotion. Because you are the one that chose or he in this situation chose to put in all their overtime. He's the one who chose to neglect his family. He's the one who's, who said, oh, it's OK that I'm on call 24-7. He made those decisions. And although it didn't turn out like he wanted them to, it caused him to be dramatic, at least in his head. But the lesson I want you to get from this is that you do not allow someone to push you to drama, especially drama that could possibly jeopardize your job. You don't want them walking you out with the box. So be careful and recognize how you respond when you're faced with uncomfortable situations in the workplace is the workplace always drama free no is work the most exciting part of your day absolutely not some workplaces do definitely have more drama than others however i want to give you a few tips on how you can identify drama how what causes drama and how to avoid some drama so these are some things that can cause drama. Number one, constantly complaining. Stop complaining. If you are that unhappy on your job, then either quit, resign, go find a new one, do something different. But complaints breeds negativity. Number two, participating in others' complaints or cheering them on. Do you know that people can pull you into their drama? 
And then they can get you to cheer them on. Yeah, man, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she treated me like that. She did that to me too. Yeah, I understand. No, don't do it. Focusing on the wrong thing is another thing that can cause drama. Does it really matter to you if someone is on Facebook all day and you're sitting there working your butt off? Yeah, I know it probably does bother you. But you know what? It's going to catch up with them. And that's what you have to keep in mind. It's going to catch up with them. I worked at a company where there was a young lady who did the exact same thing. And her co-workers told the manager, you know, they said, look, she's on Facebook all day and we're working our butts off. It's not fair. She ended up losing her job and getting fired. Then there are a few ways that I want to help you to avoid drama. How can you avoid drama? Number one. Understand that some issues are not your issues. When, and that's a kind of a repeat or an extension of what I said a few minutes ago about allowing someone to pull you into their drama because it's their issue. It's not your issue. They have to address their own issue. They don't need you as an ally to help to just, you know, all they want you to do is to confirm that you feel the same way they do. And sometimes you don't. So it's better that you know it's just not your issue, it's their issue. Number two, know your triggers and do what you can to avoid them. You want to know what one of my triggers was? A micromanaging boss. That was one of my triggers that caused me to be that drama queen because my micromanaging boss would call me 10 to 15 times a day or email me 10 to 15 times a day when she knew I was getting ready to take one day off. When she knows that I always send her an email to update her on what's going on, what's open, what's closed, what I'm, what project I'm working on. She knew that I did it, but she couldn't help the insecurity that she had. But you know what I did about, I did about that? I learned about micromanaging bosses. I researched it. I looked them up and it, and whatever I found, it told me how to deal with a micromanaging boss. And that's what I did. I learned how to deal with a micromanaging boss by by writing down, you know, answers or to some things that I knew that she was going to ask me. By beating her to the punch basically, by because when she would ask me something, I would already have the answer for her. Are they always a micromanager wants you to always keep them in the know before someone else says something to them? And I had bosses like that often who didn't want to hear from anybody else. They want to hear from you first, because if somebody else tells them, then they get upset about it. That's a micromanaging boss. They have to have control of the situation. And that was my trigger. So know what your triggers are. And then the last one is stop taking work home. Don't do it. Leave work at work. Leave all your frustrations at work. Do not, if you had a bad day, do not go home and have an attitude with your family who you have not seen all day long. If that means that you have to sit in your car after work for a few minutes and do a woosah. If you have to meditate. If you have to play music on your way home, whatever you need to do, leave work where it belongs. And that's at work. Do not take it home with you. So those are just a few of those things that I hope will definitely help you to avoid drama, 
and some things that actually cause drama so that you are not found to be that dramatic person. So in this episode, you have you should have been able to identify how dramatic you are. You know, identify some things that cause you drama, some, some ways to avoid the drama. So I've given you a couple of things that I, I'm sure will help you on your journey as you're in your nine to five. So if you have not already done so, please don't forget, subscribe to this podcast, share with your family, share with your friends, because we're going to continue talking about drama because drama is a big deal, especially in the workplace. So on next week, we are going to continue talking about drama and we're going to talk about getting rid of grudges in the workplace. So again, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share it out. And what I'll say to you is ciao for now. And I will talk with you on next week. Take care now.